Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. You know, we don't have any idea who listens to the podcast, like as far as the, the conglomerate of people, but... We have a new listener that I run with that I want to give a shout out to. Okay. So what up, Morris? Morris is uh, an Irishman that I run with. Uh, In your run club? Yeah. Well, it's not really a club. Well, actually, it is kind of a is non-official it more than official like club. Two people. Actually, I'll sh- shout out to Donna, our unofficial leader, too. And Do you officially Jenny, have our, a start time? Our official social chair. What <laughs> may, what what turns a club from an unofficial to official? Calling it a club, but I, we're not. We are the Chevy Chasers. We actually have a name too. But anyways, no, I just think it's funny because I've run with this wonderful group for the last couple of years, and I don't, I mean, we talk about everything, right? When you're running at 5.30 in the morning and anything and everything comes up, and for whatever reason, you know, nobody, I'm not like, oh, check out my podcast. I don't ever do that, but for whatever reason, something came up and somebody was like, oh, you have a podcast? I had no idea. Oh, interesting, da-da-da. And so then Morris sent me a note the other day, and he's like, oh, I feel like I'm really getting to know you now by listening to your podcast. So, yeah. I like when that accidentally comes up, and people are like, oh, you have a podcast. That's cute. Yeah. And they're thinking that's like 10 or 20 episodes. And You're in they, your bedroom. They go, and they start binging, and they're like, holy crap. There's 500 episodes. Yeah, 5 million downloads. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. I mean, listen, and shout out to all the, the aspiring entrepreneur podcasters out there. Give keep it a shot. It. Yeah, keep We've at it. We've been doing it for how long? Now? Long time. Feels like forever. It's been a long And we had a, another podcast before this. We did? Yeah. What was that called? Uh, was that Tape Talk Radio? Yeah. We did that for was a while. Was that our, just our radio show, or what do you mean? Kind of, sort of. I think we did it. We tried it for a podcast for a little bit. Yeah, and didn't it, stick. Sometimes, hey, you got to keep, keep reinventing yourself. But anyway, shout out to Donna, Jenny, Morris, all the crew. All the crew. Who I else? absolutely love. Is there? Uh, Who are you missing? Oh, my gosh. We got Jonathan 1, Jonathan 2. <laughs> we got Frankfurt Tim. We got Lexington Tim. We got Dan. He doesn't come very often because he's got a hip issue. Uh, hope that feels better, Dan. Who else is in our crew? I mean, you just want me to keep going? There's sometimes 12 of us. Like, we have a dirty dozen on occasion. That's, That's been awesome. the max. Max and Patrick. Patrick shows up. Same ish pace. Most of these people, yeah, yeah. Most of these people Impressive. will not listen to this podcast, so they'll have no idea. But I would join you and run four minutes slower per mile. What's your pace? Are you running? I'm working back into running. Booyah! That's my. Let's go. Yeah, it's fun. I'm so slow right now. So what? On Who the cares? treadmill, just doing duration, oh, trying to get treadmill. it up. Ugh. Well, I just I can't do uh, yeah. pavement yet. I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home now. Well, when you get Working out, on the joints. you would love this group. It's a great group. We used to run together. I know. The long pa- you had the original Garmin. You were the OG, original Garmin holder. That's right. It was the size of your forearm. It's, Remember that thing? It was huge. Massive. And it would beep constantly. It was bigger than the original iPhone. I vividly remember being on that road out in the back there. What was yeah. that road? Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about, that passed over Jessamine County. Shun. And Shun. Shun Pike. Yeah. And you remember that thing? It would beep. Or, oh, my gosh. It was like a direct connection. It's like you had Starlink on your arm. It was military grade. And it was, but you were doing it. You were, you had the pace and the heart rate and the whole things before it was a thing. Yeah. You were OG. Well, that's exciting. That makes my day. Um, we are doing a podcast, so let's get to that. Uh, it's great <laughs> to be back with you. Why is it 500 degrees in here? Literally, can we, we can never down? get the temperature Production right crew? anywhere. 
Two uh, degrees down. It'll great be cold to be no here time. with you. Uh, thanks for Allie and Logan and Daniel for standing in as I uh, uh, took care of some uh, – I was super dad last week as, uh, as the family went down. It was like they were just being sniped by the flu angels. Bam, bam, bam. Even the dog got sick. Holy cow. That's a new thing in our world. So it's great to be back with you. This podcast and all podcasts sponsored by Jewel Financial. Listen, if you've been listening to us for a while, you're rolling into 2024. You looked at your spouse the other day and said, you know, we ought to ring them. We got something going on in our situation, and maybe we'll get a second opinion. Now's the time. I mean, we typically, you would think, leading into the end of the year, we slow down. No, absolutely not. 150 miles an hour. I actually totally told Allie that she'd get some time off because it'd slow down, and that was not the case. But this time of year, it actually does uh, so if you are interested in setting up a, a time to chat, hit us up on the web, Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. And, uh, you know, you can schedule a meeting or reach out to us that way. Send our questions. We need questions. We need questions. We do three a week, for goodness sakes. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. A. Howard in charge of those now, so you know, you know that the good ones are going to flow to the top of the heap. Check us out on the social podcast wait diy money podcast that's our social channels and i'll be blowing up the twitter i'll be blowing up the x nice. at quint tatro you're back T. i'm back i am back i do it like every standards. now and then yeah like every year or two i get on there for like a week or two and then you're like i'm out yeah i, I get too i don't like the i get i can find i feel myself getting sucked down rabbit holes and i don't like that yeah, like I, I got, like I hear, I I'll whatever. Anyways, enough of that. Let's go to our first question today. We got one from somebody. Uh, I'm not quite sure who it is. So, whoever you are, what do you got? DIY. Hey, DIY money. It's Cameron from Missouri. I have a question about how to deal with a student loan that has a good chance of being reimbursed. There's about a five year period before I get official confirmation that these loans will be reimbursed. My thought is to pay the minimum payment on these loans to maximize the amount that gets repaid for me. This repayment plan is slightly competitive, so there's a chance that I still have to pay these loans after the five-year period. To prepare for the chance that I am responsible for the full amount, I am thinking about investing into low-cost index funds aggressively for the next five years to cover the full loan amount if necessary. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and advice about how you would navigate this. Okay. Cameron, sorry, we did not have the name on the sheet. A. Howard, a little slip up there. That's okay. I'm sure it won't happen again. Cameron, great idea, but I want to make a variation, okay? Here would be my suggestion, broad blanketed, not individual investment advice. My suggestion would be as follows. Instead of aggressively investing... Within the five-year time period, our typical mantra, my typical mantra is less, wait, in five years or less, don't invest. Now, why do I say that or why do we typically say that? Because here's the deal. You don't know what's going to happen in the next five years. And if you were, looking at, if you were to look at a distribution sort of chart of market volatility, the shorter the time period, the greater volatility. So there's a high probability that in the next five years, those investments could actually be down. 
So I don't like the gamble with a certainty of the five years, meaning you know that in five years you're going to know, at least it sounded like, if these are going to be forgiven or not. There's a competitiveness to it. I love that, actually. I think that's wonderful. you got to get after that. I want to hear if you actually do that and, and you actually are able to do it, which means you beat some other people out. Bravo to you. But Bravo. you have a definitive time period. So in five years, you're going to know. Now, let's look at the math. For example, right now, money market is very close to 5%. Now, listen, I don't know if it's going to be there over the five years, but let's just say it is. Well, how much would you be getting uh, if you, uh, quote, aggressively invested? So let's say 8 to 10, maybe. Let's, I mean, that's, a, again, on the high end, 10. Let's maybe back it off to 8. So 3% absolute difference on taking, a, in my opinion, a substantial risk. 5% risk-free. 8% with substantial risk. That's a 3% delta or 3% difference on a hundred grand. I don't think that's maybe it's that much. I have no idea. That's three thousand dollars a year. That is a lot, but if you had a twenty percent drawdown, that's twenty grand. So the risk reward of three percent upside, twenty grand downside, not for me. I have no interest in doing that. Now, I understand 3% would be per year. It's five years. It's going to be a little bit more than that. It's a closer risk-reward, whatever. But I'm just saying on an absolute term, any given year, you could make a 3% difference, possibly more. I understand there's a lot of variables. Okay. I can feel Daniel look at me going, there's way too many more valuable variables there. But anyways, that's the way I would look at it. I would keep it simple. And then at the end of five years... You've got this pool of money that you've been accumulating, earning good interest, and if you find out it's forgiven, then you can start investing. I just don't like the risk-reward for investing now. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, it's tough with the risk-reward there. Uh, this is one of those where it definitely comes down to risk tolerance and what you can stomach and what you would do in five years if it was down 30 to 50%. Um, how much you would kick yourself. So I think you have to think forward ahead to the worst-case scenario, assume that that's going to happen, and go, all right, are we okay with that, and kind of run the scenario of, of what that would happen prior to you doing it. If you've listened to the show for a while or, or binged back, you know that um, we kind of took this route when we were saving for a car long ago. Um, you know, it was less than five years. We uh, invested it in a... 60-40 or 70-30 portfolio, it ebbed and flowed. But the kicker here was we didn't have to buy a car at the end of, I think it was three or four years, kind of we set the goal. Uh, so we set it, and we were like, hey, if the market is down at that time, we just won't buy the car. We'll wait another year, do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it worked out for us. We got a little bit more, but we're talking about a small amount of money in that regard. We're talking about, you know, I don't know how much it was, twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000. So making money was like an extra grand, which I know is a lot for some people. But in the scheme of your overall financial life, your overall net worth, you're taking on risk to just pull out a little bit of extra return. And that's what can kind of bite you in the, in the butt talks. kind of world of personal finance is, is when, you're, when you're just trying to squeeze out that last little bit. Now, we don't want you to not optimize your financial life. When you're looking at your retirement, when you're looking at your long-term goal horizons, having that risk, that volatility, um, and getting paid for it can be good over the long haul. 
when you're talking about those shorter than five-year goals, you really have to stomach that risk. And you really have to be willing to change the goals or change the timeline if it happens. Risk is, uh, I want you to think of risk this way. Risk is the chance of the outcome not being what you expected. That's different from volatility. Volatility is the up and down movement in the markets. Risk is the potential that when you get to five years, that outcome is going to be much less than you anticipated. And so that's what you have to weigh. That's what you have to keep in mind. So uh, our rule of thumb is, yeah, you wouldn't do it. It's five years or less. The volatility is going to be too much. So there's going to be a higher risk that you're going to have an adverse effect, meaning it's not going to be what you wanted. Would I personally take that risk? Uh, I don't know your entire situation. Depending on whether or not I was okay allowing it to go another one, two, three years before that getting paid off, if it wasn't forgiven, I might. Yeah, it's interesting. But I wouldn't go full aggressive like mm-hmm. what you said. I would go yeah. like 70, 30, 60. You know, I would hedge that risk a little bit. I. It's funny because if you – I liked what you said, binge back. If you've binged back – like I get people a lot of times and they would think that – my personality and demeanor is very risk risky and the irony is uh, over the years 20 plus years i am i am very risk averse in fact i have on multiple occasions uh taken the the safer path to which it has been a detriment but i'm perfectly fine with it I have no problem missing out on opportunities, probably because I'm very confident that I know there'll be another one. I share a story with my sons, and I, it's really resonated with them. And I, I think it applies not just to life, but to investing. I said, when I first went to college, I was so nervous about flunking out. <laughs> I'd had a cousin, unfortunately, who that had happened to. And so it was like this... You know, don't go off to college and come home with your, you know, tail tucked between your legs because you flunked out. So early on in those freshman years, when everybody's out doing things on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what have you, I had to kind of stay home and and study and make sure I was doing the homework. And I also had a job and so forth. And and the first few days, I'll never forget the first couple semesters. That next day, oh the stories, you know, you're around your butt. Oh, you remember what he did last night? You see, and you weren't part of it. You're not part of it, so you feel left out. And you're like, oh my gosh, I missed that. I missed that. He did what? Are you serious? Wait, what? And you get this feeling like, oh, that sucks. I can't. But here's the thing that happened. The next day, there were new stories, and they didn't talk about the ones the previous day. And then the following weekend, there were even more stories. And so I said, look, I'm going to be able to hang out a little bit on Thursdays. I'll throw down Friday and Saturday, but I'm not doing these other days. I'm going to I'm gonna take that and, and make sure I study and, and take sort of the safe play. And, and it worked out. And a lot of those guys, unfortunately, weren't back the next semester. I look at investing the same way. There's always going to be another opportunity. It's going to be hard at times over this next five years if you choose the safe path. Mark my words. There's going to be opportunity where like, oh, my gosh, I could have been making X, Y, Z. Oh, my goodness. Stay disciplined. Stay on your path, whichever path you choose, and you will do just fine. All right. Great question, Cameron. Thanks so much. All he did was sent us an audio file to podcast at DIYMoney.org. 
we will send him a $25 Amazon gift card. Keep those questions coming. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest, as long as you got more than five years to do so. But if you do it for a very long time, that's how you gain wealth. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.